This is Graham K, and you are listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Yeah. Do you think you're the next Russell Peters? Why not find out by performing on our Amateur Night? Visit yuckyucks.com for information on how to sign up. Amateur Night is only available at participating Yuck Yucks clubs. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What is going on, my little yuckamaniacs? This is your host, Jake Hirsch. You are present at the table of the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Welcome one, welcome all. Uh, hey, it's been a very uh, great couple of weeks here. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode, Mr. Tony Benz. Uh, this week's episode is even better. Um, I get to sit down with a very, very... Let's just say someone who I think played kind of an instrumental role in a lot of uh, direction as far as where I wanted to go uh, when I first got into the entertainment biz. I actually thought about this guy a lot because I used to watch him on TV. But you know what? Before I get ahead of myself, I don't want to jump too far ahead. Uh, Lots of time to talk about our guest today. In the meantime, how is everybody doing? I hope 2016 is off to a fantastic start. We got so many things on the go. And, And you know what? I talked to... Uh, my producer about this uh, a little while ago, and I was like, oh, man, you know, there's announcements for this club and that club, and you know what? There's too many clubs to even announce for. There's too many right across the country, uh, and there's so many just amazing headliners and acts and, and up-and-comers and, and, and just tons of comedians, uh, talented comedians all across the country. There's too many to name, too many to even list off. So I encourage you to go please check out the website, yuckyucks.com, uh, and of course, we you know also retweet everything that is going on in the Yuck Yucks world on Twitter. So please check us out at Yuck Yucks. By the time you guys are listening to this episode, you may have heard of the recent passing of Glenn Fry, the lead singer of the Eagles. Um, very tragic couple of weeks in the music industry. Another uh, fantastic artist. Now, uh, some of you guys might be too young to appreciate the Eagles, but not only him, but also... David Bowie, who passed away this past week as well, um, obviously it's a very huge uh, impression that he left uh, on the music industry, along with Lemmy from Motorhead, I mean, Celine Dion's husband, I mean, the guy from Harry Potter. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, very, very tough times this past couple of weeks here. Uh, so it's funny when you think about uh, some of these people and the, I mean, Granted, obviously, the Eagles have been around forever, but, uh, you know, Glenn Fry was 67 years old, pretty young guy. And it's uh, it's just kind of a weird thing that these people kind of operate in the background. I mean, I, I wasn't actively listening to the Eagles, uh, you know, every week or anything or keeping on top of their, you know, latest albums if, you know, they were putting out any stuff. But uh, you certainly know who these people are. They're they're definitely a part of the uh, the backdrop of my youth growing up. And you know, it's just it's funny because I can have this conversation with someone like my daughter, who we can discuss music. And for me, it's always uh, timeless classics, bands that have played thirty, forty years ago that you can still recite the lyrics of their music. You know, thirty, forty years later, I find it fascinating. And uh, definitely these people are going to be missed from the industry. And I don't know, it's something, uh, it's something really, really weird. You know, you hear about politicians dying, you hear about some celebrities dying. 
but uh, people who made an impact on your artistic side. Uh, for some reason, it, it, those hearing those deaths uh, always seem to hit home a little bit more than just some you know random actor or, or politician or something like that. But uh, anyway, that's a hard segue into my next uh, intro. Um, but yes, folks, uh, stay tuned. Uh, sit right back and enjoy yourself. Uh, grab yourself a fresh cup of coffee and listen to all the funeral notices and celebrity death stories right here on the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Yay! All right, folks, my guest today, I am very excited about this interview. He goes by the name of Kevin Stobo. You may have heard of him. In fact, I'm pretty sure you have. He has been a Calgary personality uh, in the media for a very, very long time. Uh, very funny comedian. He's been doing tons of uh, – I'm, I'm introducing him like he's about to come out on stage, folks. But this was a, an actual fantastic interview. Kevin Stobo was someone who was around when I first ventured into this uh, crazy cow town uh, 10, 15 years ago. Came up and um, – was watching TV, and this was this really funny movie review guy uh, on the local uh, Global News, I think it was, or, or something like that. It was one of those channels. Uh, he had a couple of segments on there. He had uh, he was doing uh, you know movie junkets, interviewing uh, celebrities. He was golfing. He's got a golf segment on now. This guy was all over the media, and I followed him for a long time. I thought he was a really funny guy, very refreshing, and very very funny comedy, uh, and. I always just kind of had this thing about him where I was like, I wonder what he's going to be like if I ever met him in person. Like, would he be as nice as he is on TV as he is in, you know, in person? I ran into this guy at the the grocery stores. And, and it's funny because I think people create these things, scenarios in their head where they think, what if I ran into somebody I, you know, saw on TV or, you know, someone that was famous or, or what have you. Uh, and I didn't get that chance until I sat down with him face to face 10 years later, 10, 15 years later. And, uh, I honestly could not have been more impressed with Kevin Stobo. Absolute awesome guy sat down and we just, we hit it right off. Uh, great person to talk to. Obviously a wealth of knowledge, been in the business for a very long time and some great, great stories. Uh, I really encourage you guys to sit back and enjoy this episode from start to finish. We don't spend a lot of time together. I want to get Kevin back on the show. Uh, and I haven't said that about any other guests so far, but Kevin Sobo feels like I felt like there was more to talk about than just what we had a chance to talk about. Uh, so I'd like to invite Kevin back on the show and uh, maybe to do a round two, because I think we just scratched the surface of, uh, of some killer, killer stories. So uh, without further ado, folks, let's go talk to Mr. Kevin Stobo. Stuff on TV, man. Oh, the kind of shock. You didn't. You couldn't afford real cable. <laughs> <laughs> you only got up to channel thirteen. You used to do. I mean, you used to do some like you did like golfing. Sure, stuff. movie reviews and golf tips. Gol- that's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge fan, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Jake. That's awesome. You're one, of the, you're one of the two that uh, saw those. <laughs> I still do the golf tips. The movie reviews, I've stopped doing. Uh, but you got you got the you got stuff on Shaw now, right? Yes, just the golf tips now. On yeah, Shaw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it used to be movie reviews and Shaw, and then. Uh, they just stopped doing the movie reviews, which was, you know what, you think about a great gig. You get yeah, to yeah. watch movies for a living, right? Yeah. But then you got to sit through, uh, you know, white chicks, right? <laughs> you, get to see, you get to see Lord of the Rings a week early. 
we got to see the new Wayans vehicle, right? The next week. So, but that's that's that's. Uh, <laughs> we're off. Well, who's complaining about that, right? <laughs> oh, I got to sit through a crappy movie for an hour now. <laughs> no one thinks about the hardships. That that's come right. With yeah, that, with think about back. me trying to not fall asleep during the newest. You know, <laughs> give an honest review <laughs> of this right. movie. Yeah. Holy shit, man! Uh, you're you're an Alberta guy. You're born in Banff, right? Uh, I was born in Banff uh, until I was two years old. Then moved to Edmonton, uh, Spruce Grove, actually. I should right, say. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, went to high school there, but. Uh, Moved to Red Deer. I've been all over, man. Moved oh, to Red shit. Deer, then came to Calgary just because I knew Calgary was at the time kind of the central place to be a comedian in, in Western Canada. Right, right. The agency was here. Sure. Closer to get to gigs. The right. airport was better. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, grew up in Alberta boy for sure, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. Has yeah. that, that helped shape your... I don't want to get too deep right off right off the bat, but, Come I mean... On, I'm ready to open up. I'm questions, man. I've got for you, but... Because I mean, your resume is impressive. You've done just just for laughs. Just for you've laughs, done, yeah, you've yeah. Done, you've done. You've opened up for some huge people. You've been on TV. You've got. You've got a solid solid well, yeah, resume. Well, I mean, man. you know, and that's that was always my dream because I grew up watching. I was talking to a guy just uh, about an hour ago about. I grew up in that heyday of uh, evening at the Improv, comedy right. on the road, comedy club fifty four. Right. Or Bud Bud Friedman had a show. Bud, every Bud Friedman, night. you know, and yeah. then every second channel had some kind of stand up comedy show, and that's what I grew up watching. Right? Sure. And I was like, how do, how do I do that? I remember seeing John Wayne going, like, how do I become that? Right. right, right. And that's another thing about this business, too. I, I'll, 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 I'll kind of go back. Like, I worked with John Wayne when I first started opening in this business. Mm-hmm. And literally, he was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson wow. the week before. Holy and I shit. pick him up at the airport, and we're heading to, we had, we had to Cold Lake, Alberta. And I'm just starting the business, and I looked at him. It took me about an hour to work up the nerve because I was a big fan. Right. I said to him, and this is this encompasses the whole business. I said, uh, I go, John, I got to ask you. Uh, you were on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson last week. Now you're with me driving to Cold Lake, Alberta. <laughs> I go, what? What? I go, what is going on? <laughs> and he looked at me and honestly, and John Wayne said, he goes, I'm paying the bills. I'm a comedian. Just gotta pay the bills. <laughs> no shit. You know what I mean? You're on. You think Carson? You'd have your own sitcom the next yeah. week, right? Well, no, he's well, a Carson was like that was the bar. He was the guy. Like, yeah, that was yeah. the that, if you went on Carson, your career right. was made. You think agents would be all over you? No, he's at Cold Lake where he, the Denny's the next morning, right? <laughs> That's the business, right? That's <laughs> the business of stand up. What appealed to you about the business? Ah, uh, just that you could sleep in. It was like, <laughs> a lot of it was like she, I knew we were. I knew we were brothers here. I knew we were connected, man. Because I honestly like I think ninety percent of comedians are like I don't like lifting things that are heavy, setting an alarm clock. I really think like I better find a skill that I can, and but you know watching guys like John Wayne growing up or Brian Regan for me was like I would love to do what he does, right? Right. And he's like you say, there's guys. I think that's the uh, the goal now for stand-ups is because it used to be like you go to Just for Laughs get a sitcom deal, blah blah blah. But sure. I think the goal now is like people that want to come see you, right? That would right. be the ultimate goal, like Brian Regan or uh, right. you know um, true fans, true fans. They can yeah. come to see you, not like I'm not coming to the comedy show tonight. I'm going to see. Brian Regan. I'm right. going to see Russell Peters. You right. know what I, mean? I think that's the ultimate goal now sure. for stand up. Yeah. I don't know if you agree or not. But yeah, 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 absolutely I do. Yeah, yeah. 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 What did, did did that did that resonate with, with you growing up? Did you did you know that this was the career that you wanted to go into? I, I guess so. I guess maybe for me it was the growing up watching like watching SCTV for me too. Sure. Right? I didn't know how to become I wanted to be on SCTV. I loved John Candy, I loved all those guys. Right. And the thing was like, how do I be on that? And I didn't you couldn't really there was no amateur Improv night. A lot of people had a hard time correlating. How do I get? Right, to I just do want that. to be a funny person on TV, right? Sure. And then stand up came along, like I say on these shows. You're like, okay, that's maybe a venue. So I kind of leaned towards being a stand up, right? But literally, like SCTV was my goal, right? Yeah. 
yeah. to be able to work with an ensemble cast. But sure, you know, we I lived in Edmonton, right? Right. <laughs> you know, I couldn't go to the Second City courses in Toronto, and I did. I flew myself out there for six months to do the courses. But they don't know me from Adam. So you start at the bottom level. You're you're with like a soccer mom, and right. you, know, you know that's you're trying to do improv. Living their dreams. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like, I just want to get out of the house and do something. I'm like, I want to be on the main stage, right? So so I thought stand up would be a better way to kind of get oh, my name man. out there and try to be funny. As a that is brilliant. Yeah, man. yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I thought about it. But you got success early on. You got. You, I don't know if that's true. Well, you got you you got awarded the uh, what was it, like most most funniest best was, new stand up comedian best new stand up. 1984. I don't know. What it was. Right. What was it, like a month after you graduated or something? Yeah, I right out of high school. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I did. That the, must have given you some some confidence. Well, it gave me confidence, but it also gave me kind of a foot in the door where they're like, now it's like, do you want to open for so and so? Like sure. I say, John Wayne. And uh, and then you know what? I learned so much on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I would never give back. You know, I yeah. I would hate to be the guy like that. Got a few gigs and then went right to stardom because right. I'd be a big asshole. I'd be the biggest <laughs> asshole in the world, right? You know, there's merit to like cutting your chops on the road and you know there having to wait for the headliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. I'm not going to say that. I had to actually ask the hotel manager for the key so I could shake him out of bed. You know, <laughs> there's merit to learning that kind of stuff. Or having guys play pool while you're trying to do sure. comedy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and there is there is that 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 mindset about paying paying your dues and, yeah, and sleeping absolutely. on couches and going to cities you don't know absolutely. and meeting people you don't you know. But uh, that never was a detriment to you. That you never you, you always knew that this was I, I need to I need to to eke this out. I need to hustle. And, I think so. And make I think it was I think it was like that. It was because I loved I just loved what I did. Right. right. I loved being a stand up comic. Passionate about. It. And I had friends that were doing a nine to five thing. And right. And even today, my mom's like, so when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> I'm 42. You know, mom, I, I can pay the bills here, right? I got a house and stuff, right? My mom still doesn't think this is a real gig, right? And even my friends are like, so what do you do during the day? <laughs> Whatever the hell I want, right? I can make as much as three days as you guys do, you know, chopping lumber, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And so that was, it was, and meeting guys like these headliners that taught me from day one, Derek Edwards, Mike Wilmont, John Wayne, yeah. Stan Thompson. Taught me how to be a professional stand-up comic, and if you if you know how to, you know, get paid and not wasted on you know right, drinking right. and drugs and stuff, <laughs> you can make a good living doing stand-up. And like I say, you have to kind of sometimes sell out being a, a corporate comic. Sure. And I don't even know if it's selling out because I can do clean. I right. am not dirty because because you you've got you've got a lot of experience doing corporate. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. Because I mean because actually in Calgary, being based in Calgary, you have to do corporates. You can't make a living sure. doing clubs or. Bar gigs, you can't. You just can't. Yeah, right. so it's all in the corporate business. And you hear comics talking about, oh, you got to sell out. You feel like a you know stripper doing the noon lunch show, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But uh, I don't. I don't find it. And like a guy's like uh, Trent McCollin, like, like we can be clean and do a pretty good stand. I don't feel dirty if I do a clean show. You know? Sure. I don't feel like I've sold out. Right. You right. know. And there's some merit to, you know. Doing a Christmas party and making well, it, a lot of money. It's funny. It's funny because a lot of comedians feel guilty for being paid for doing their craft. Right. I guess so. Yeah. I guess. But like, I'm not one of those comedians. Like, oh, I didn't get to you know do my bit about you know some dirty bit. Right? Sure. Yeah. So I, you, I can just do my bit anywhere, kind of thing. Do you think that comedy, stand up comedy, is somewhat of a lost start with the? I mean, obviously, social media has taken over a right. lot. Right. Uh, you know, the uh, last comic standing, reality shows, YouTube stuff like that. Do you think that 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 people have taken shortcuts, or, or is that uh, is it still? You think a lot of the, the base of comedy out there is people paying their paying their dues the way that they should be? I, I don't think they 
necessarily pay their dues as much as they used to back when I started and stuff. I think a lot of stand-up comedy now is kind of almost lost on me because there's a lot of, what do they call it, alternative comedy that, sure. that is funny for, like, it's, you know, it's working. Right. But if they were to go get paid by, like, NMAX to right. do a corporate show, you couldn't do, like, an alternative comedy show, I don't think, and be right. successful. But... That's just me being an old hacky comedian that's like, oh, you got to tell jokes on a punchline. You can't be wearing a hat and, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. But like, that seems to be what's like you watch uh, Comedy Bang Bang, um, these uh, UBC guys. Sure. And I appreciate what they do. Right. Right. But I don't think if you lived in Calgary and you did that, I don't think you could make a decent living doing it. But right. I appreciate the alternative because uh, I, I wouldn't have the balls to do it. To be honest. Right. right. I, I really admire the fact that like. Wow, really? You're just going to toss it out there, and yeah. if they laugh, they don't laugh, and you can really. Because if I toss a joke out there and they don't, they don't laugh, <laughs> I, I go cry in the corner. For right. Right? <laughs> right? So I really admire these guys. Who are like, I'm going to try this. Right. It's right. going to be alternative. It's going to be wacky. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. But at least they have the balls to try. It I wish just... I had more of that in my yeah. in my yeah, yeah. my opinion. I wish I had more of that. That's interesting. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Because I just kind of do my thing, get paid, go home, raise my family, kind of thing. You right. Know? Right. But I do admire these guys. Like, oh wow. Way to give that a try, right? Yeah, yeah. May not work, but at least you know. Take me back to some of the the landscape of what comedy was like back then when you were when you when you were starting out. I mean, who who were some of your people that that you looked up to on the on the main stage? Well, I say Brian Regan for me. Uh, do you know Brian Regan? Very, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Very. And I saw him when he came through Calgary. Yeah. Like I say, sold out the Jackson Air Concert Hall. Uh, Brian Regan for me. Uh, Derek Edwards, of course. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I always thought about comedy. Like, why is Derek Edwards not the biggest comedian Name in the world out there right now? Right. Yeah, like yeah. to see him. That's genius. That's perfect stand-up comedy. Yeah. And but he's now selling out theaters and stuff. Sure. But if it was all about how funny you are, Derek Edwards should be making ten billion dollars a year, right? Right. Right. And that's for me. So the guys like that just realize how to. Derek Edwards is one of those guys like how to structure a joke. How to the wording of a joke is different than just you know. The fl- the influx of the voice and stuff sure, like that, yeah, sure. So that guys and guys like you know I love me I love me some Stan Thompson, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, hard road hard comic, but taught me how to be a road comic, right, right, right. for better or for worse. <laughs> and he was the guy I had to shake out of bed to be honest. I'm gonna I gotta sell about. That's so funny you bring that up though because uh, I, I've been I've been doing setup for about a year, right, just right. trying it out and having fun doing the uh, broken cities, yeah, and all, yeah, that, yeah, all right. that type of stuff, and and. Uh, I forgot who, who was it. Uh, Cal Post, I think, was in town. We were, okay. doing a, we were doing a podcast, and he says, you, you know, what are you doing on Thursday? I said, nothing. He said, come down and open for me in, in Medicine Hat or something. Right. Whatever. Go down there, and it's the it's the time you spend with each other. It's the bullshit. It's All the stories. It's, oh. it's the experience, the adventure. Because we pull up to this shit bar, and there's like four people in there, and then I get up, and... Uh, I'm like, I tell Cal, I'm like, listen, I don't want to do this. Like, this yeah. is a bad idea. Yeah. I think I want to go back to a day <laughs> I don't job. I go and just drink and <laughs> hang out by the vending machine. Uh, and, and he's like, no, no. He goes, this is the baptism and failure you need Absolutely. to get to that next level. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he goes up there. He starts talking about the NDP. And then the four people actually leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like me and the barmaid. And it's just Left Cal. Their diesel <laughs> trucks. Took off in their diesel trucks. Yeah, yeah. Some homeless guy on stage refused to get off. And I'm like, fuck, this is comedy. I don't know if I want to get into this or not. That's 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 Canadian comedy. That's Alberta. That's cutting your. I'm sure it's the same in the states. Like some guy in Milwaukee, absolutely doing some shit bar, right? But that's absolutely. it. Makes you a better comedian. Like I say, working with Allison Smith this weekend. We yeah. did. I was there when she did the strip joint. She was wow. opening for me. No shit. We had to do a strip joint you after guys are the strippers. Both kind of local grown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, we, the, the comedy club is at a strip joint, Mezenhat, and they had a they had a bridge right. that would lower and so the strippers. 
And like the last trooper would come off the stage, and they lowered the bridge for Allison to come on. And, and the same audience that was there for the strippers, are you ready to laugh? Nope. I am trying to hide my woody under the table. And to be honest, Allison, to be honest, Allison got a bunch of money thrown at her. No way. And we bought pizza that night. And then you know she used she does now she made it into a bit. Oh, she made it into God. a bit, Jake. So I'm crying. That's the thing. That's the thing. She made that into a bit, and now it's you know it's I'm road stories. Right I had notes here, and I can't read them. Holy fuck, man! Holy Jesus! But it's like you say, that's road stories, road, and like you mentioned earlier, hanging out with these people in the car. Oh, you don't yeah. you don't get to know a person more than eight hours through a winter snowstorm. No kidding. Driving to Prince Albert, you know if the guy's an ass or not. <laughs> And I can guarantee you, I've met zero assholes in this business. <laughs> really, to be honest. How do you as find far as driving the in- industry, though? I mean, like uh, as being as being you know considered a seasoned veteran comic. Uh, there's a local comedy scene here, yeah. and there's. Do you think that there's as many opportunities here for people as because when you were starting out, I mean, there probably wasn't a ton of opportunities coming flying at you. No. I mean, comedy wasn't exactly the as what it you're is. You're right. Today. There's more so now. There was no broken. Net, there was no Netflix specials. You're right. And, and yes, HBO specials point. and all that type yeah. of stuff. And, yeah. and I think the migration has always been a lot of comedians here have ultimately gone to larger markets, right? Gone to New York and L.A. and all that type of stuff. I mean, but you've you've you know, you've worked with some big names, Bob Saget. Yeah, and, Saget, and, uh, uh, the best guy in the world, Bob Saget. Wow, man. Uh, the thing about Saget was nerv- nervous as hell. I'm working the Jack Singer concert hall with him. Right. Uh, they have a dressing room for myself and my and my wife, and we walk in, and I've never done comedy where they have a fruit platter for you. <laughs> I've done comedy like you get to have price chicken wings if you want. <laughs> so my wife gets to this, and this is the thing about Saget. Uh, I can call him Saget because we're buddies now. <laughs> Sags, my buddy Sags. Sags. <laughs> so my wife and I are in the dress, and I'm just like, uh, I'm nervous as hell, I'm nervous as hell. And there's a knock on the door. I open the door, and Bob Saget is standing outside the door. And he goes, Hey, I just wanted to meet you. Thanks for coming to open for me. No way. Whoa, just, and he came in and talked to my wife and I, like like another, any like, other comic. Wow. Any other comic. And he literally, as he's talking to me, his phone buzzes. He picks up his phone, looks at it, he goes, fucking Stamos. Like, <laughs> yeah, you! No. Me and my wife were like, is he taking John Stamos? <laughs> He's like, fucking Stamos. <laughs> really? And then we're like, and then he watched my set off the wings, wow. watched my set, walked off, and shook my hand. And there was another comic friend of mine, Brad Muse, a really great guy, yeah. who opened for another big name comic, I won't sell him out, who had two bouncers outside of his dressing room. And Brad Muse went to go say hi to him, and right. the bouncer's like, "No, he's not saying hi to anybody." No right. shit. So that's that's the kind of the like Bob Saget. I can tell you, is Bob Saget was way more famous than this guy that Brad Muse worked with, right? And was way more way personable. Way yeah, more yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Harlan Williams. When I worked with Harlan Williams, I'm like, that's how I want to be. Harlan Williams, become famous. Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I was famous, I want to be Harlan Williams. Yeah, couldn't have been nicer. I yeah. think that's what everybody should be. I know? still hear about Harlan helping out a lot of uh, Eddie Delaseppi down in oh, yeah. Los Angeles. Oh yes, yeah. I, I just still worked with Eddie. Some, yeah, on the yeah sells out theaters. Eddie's his opener. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. That's dynamite, man. I think that's just how you have to be as a stand-up or to be. We're all we're all a community, right? Yeah, you know, you're just starting out too, but you're in this community now. So sure, good luck getting out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, had a, we were talking about the other day. I was talking to Ben uh, Ben Cannon. Ben Cannon, yeah, yeah great and guy, he yeah. was like. Stobo, Stobo, he was going nuts. Stobo, Stobo. <laughs> we were talking. I was like, "Oh, I love Stobo." Uh, and he says, uh, "And he goes, uh, what's We were having coffee. He goes, "What's your fear?" And I say, uh, "I go, my fear is that nobody in the comedy industry likes me here." And he uh, goes, "Well, th- 
you're in the comedy. Yeah, you're a true comic. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, the paranoia has oh, set in. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that's what exactly. True, true, you're a true comic. Every time I get off stage, you're like, well, that's my last set ever, I guess. Everybody hates me. Never get paid that's why I've never sold CDs after the show, because uh, you know, people are like, why don't you sell CDs or DVDs? Because if I sold, if there was an audience of 200 people and I sold 30, I'd be like, what about those 170 people that didn't buy CDs? I guess they hated me. That's the comedy ego, right? You're like, oh, shit, 170 people hated the hell out of me. Tortured souls, Yeah, did I do the math right? (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. And so you're in. You're in, Jake. I can't wait to work with you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, Tell me about some of the, uh, when, I mean... The, the television stuff. When did you start getting into the television stuff? It was just through stand-up. They saw my stand-up set uh, production company here in Calgary and uh, asked me to work for them. Wow. And I uh, just started out writing... Just little bits here Infotainment shows, yeah. It right. was an infotainment network. We did... Uh, I'd fly out to junkets. I'd do the junket for the day after tomorrow or biker boys or... And it, you know what? The, that really opened my, opened my eyes too as far as Hollywood and right. show business. Because they'd fly you in as a as a junket interviewer, right? Sure. And they'd put you up at the Beverly Hills Hilton. Right? No way. And they'd give you unlimited tab for the hotel room and order booze. Food, no whatever. shit. Because they want you to like their movie. Right, right, right. So, like I say, I did Day After Tomorrow. And then you lined up with other reporters, and you just interview these stars. And you realize how, I don't want to say fake, but how, you know, it's just a matter of being the person at that time. Like, right, right. Like you know what, and Jake Jake Gyllenhaal because you interviewed him. Yeah, you interviewed him. For that. That, that's my favorite story about being these junkets. I did a few. T- Adam Sandler was another one. Right. Adam Sandler was like Harlan Williams or yeah. Bob Saget. I went. We I left High Five and Adam Sandler. Right, because he's a genuine guy. Yeah, but I'm a huge Edmonton Oilers fan. Right. Yeah, I grew up in Edmonton. And Jake Gyllenhaal was in Calgary filming Brokeback Mountain. At the sure. Time. Yeah, yeah. And he also flew to New York to do the junket for Day After Tomorrow. Remember that movie where the yeah, he where was everything like, froze uh, over? Lost okay. in the snow there. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I flew in as the junket guy from Calgary, and I'm ta- like I'm talking, the biggest Oilers fan. So Jake Gyllenhaal, you walk in, like you're in a lineup of reporters, you get seven minutes, you walk into a hotel room, camera on him, camera on you. I sat down, and I go, hey Jake, I'm from Calgary, great job. Which is, that's another thing, hey, great job on Biker Boys there, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> I think you got an Oscar coming. Because you got to, <laughs> you got to like play the game, right? So I say to Jake, I go, great job on Day After Tomorrow. I'm right. Kevin from Calgary. He's like, Calgary? I was just, I just flew in from Calgary. And that was when the Flames were making the run to the Stanley that's Cup. That's right, that's he right. He goes, I was at the Flames game. How about those Flames? I'm such a seller. And I go, fucking right, how about those Flames? <laughs> There's, there's me on camera going, go, Flames, go. <laughs> Biggest Oilers fan ever. Go, Flames, go. Sell out. Huge sell out. Sell out. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing, man. I walked into a, uh, it was a car de- dealership a friend of mine uh, ran, and, and he says, uh, Oh, here's a friend of mine. Uh, uh, what was that radio station? Don Joanne and the coach. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's, it's, 107 point whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was this is Joanne. I'm like, I'm a huge fan. I love this show. Let's do it every time. Morning, right? He's like, yeah, right. Yeah. I was in a bar in Toronto. I was in a bar in Toronto with a bunch of comics, and uh, and the Maple Leafs are walking in. The Maple Leafs. I'm like, oh yeah. I didn't. And then all of a sudden, Gino Retta walks in from TSN. Gino Retta. I'm like, Doug Gilmore just passed. Yeah, yeah, but uh, like you say, and, they, and the the junket thing really. Kind of opened my eyes too. I had to share a camera with Ben Mulrooney. Remember Ben Mulrooney? Holy shit! He's still doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So we had to do the red carpet for day after tomorrow. I hope he doesn't hear this. Ben Mulrooney, really good guy, really super nice guy. But the thing was, you share the camera. So Ben and I had to share a camera, right? Right, right. And the thing is, you just take the tape and take it back, and you can edit from there. Right. So Ben Mulrooney, he's Ben Mulrooney. I'm Fatty Magoo, right? <laughs> he goes, <clears throat> he goes, he goes. Do you mind if I just ask all the questions and then you take the tape over, right? Right. I'm like, yes, sir, Mister Mulrooney. Yeah. <laughs> My, my parents loved your dad. 
And so, so the first star comes by. He goes, uh, his question, this is Ben Marie's question. He goes, what are you doing the day after tomorrow? And the director's like, well, we're going to England for the premiere. Emmy Rossum walks up. What are you doing? The day after tomorrow. <laughs> Four people walk by. I finally get the courage. Like, Ben, can I grab the mic for a second? Because he asked the same damn question. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> and during that whole red carpet, as I'm asking people questions, because they, they blew in a bunch of fake snow for the... Oh, know, yeah, 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 for the, yeah. And as I'm asking a bunch... I'm, I'm talking to the kid from Jerry Maguire and Al Roker. <laughs> and he's asking them, hey, what do you think of snow? Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just bullshit questions. Right? And you get all these... And then all of a sudden I hear... About five people down, I hear. This is what a great guy Jake Gyllenhaal is, and I will tell you that five people down, I hear. Hey, Calgary, because he remembered me from the day right, before. Right. He had made a snowball and whipped it at me. No way. And I give him the little shake the fist. Oh, Jake, you. <laughs> and then he came closer, and they all have those publicists, right? Oh yeah. And his publicist is talking to the reporter beside me, going, "Listen, one question, because the movie's about to start. We got to go." She comes to me. She goes, "One question. Jake's got to go." And Jake heard her say this to me. And Jake goes, no, no, no. Calgary gets any question that you no want. No way. That's how awesome he was, yeah. That's amazing. He was so genuine, yeah. And Such a good dude. Him and Adam Sandler are the best wow. guys I've ever interviewed, yeah. I actually I actually bumped into him and uh, Heath Ledger okay. at the Black Swan. Wow. My brother what? was playing in a band. When they were Chicks filming Dig Yeah, yeah, really? my brother wow. played in a band called Chicks Dig It. And uh, they were playing the Black Swan on, on McLeod Trail. Great and they were playing, wings, right? yeah, and Heath Ledger was in the mosh pit. And, it was, and I was just on. like... This is just great. Like that's these amazing. guys just rubbing elbows with anybody, and, and just so he was probably time. the same kind of guy, right? yeah. same exact dude. Yeah, that's he was drunk as shit, but I mean, he had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was dynamite, man. He was dynamite. He was dynamite. That's man. what I appreciate. And like you say, being a stand-up, being a famous stand-up, as long as you're a good person, I think that's all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. What's up next for you, man? What what, uh, like, what what do you got your head in? What what are you still doing? The golf tips. Still doing yeah. the golf tips on Shaw. And uh, to be honest, to be honest, Jake, I'm just. I'm happy being a stand-up comic in Calgary, making a good living, yeah. uh, raising my kids, raising you know, uh, raising my wife, raising my wife. <laughs> She's starting off good. Yeah. <laughs> <I hope> to... <laughs> we'll see how she ends up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I meant loving my She's wife. Head head we'll she doesn't she know what a podcast is. So but... <laughs> how does she? But how I'm, does she I'm happy you being the... on the road and stuff. She, I mean... We were talking about it because it was a really busy Christmas for me. Right. But it was one of those things where it does get a little bit like another hotel, another hotel, sure. another hotel. But the fact that I can go to my kids' uh, field trip on a Tuesday, yeah. that makes it all worthwhile. It makes like, it, it all the difference. And, you know, like I said, people are like, what do you do during the day? I can go to my kids' field trip. I right. can go volunteer at their school or whatever. Yeah. And I'd like to show, I also like showing my kids that, like, there's other, like, you don't have to be a nine-to-fiver. Sure. You can be be in a band, be yeah. a singer, be a comedian. There's other ways to make a living. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I, I like that they know that now. Yeah. And yeah. their friends are like, your dad does comedy? And my yeah. daughter's like, yeah, but he sucks. Man. He's a hack. <laughs> My daughter knows the word hack. <laughs> I've got a friend that's an a uh, that's an MMA fighter, and uh, his last fight he got knocked out with an uppercut. Oh, man. And every time he tells his daughter to go to bed, she's like, "Uppercut." <laughs> <laughs> but you go to sleep, Daddy. <laughs> you go to sleep. <laughs> oh man, awesome. Kevin, such a huge fan. I appreciate how, it, Jake. Hey, really how, how how can people find you? Um, KevinSilver.com. Kevin Silver. I think I'm on the Twitter. Kevin Silver on the Twitter. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, that, that's it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just just making a living doing this business. Uh, nothing hey, wrong with that in Alberta. Hey, you're you're a tremendous talent, and uh, it's an absolute honor getting to sit down with you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I really do. Thank you, man. Appreciate Cheers, it, man. Right on. Thank you. Oh, 
All right, folks, and there you have it, the Kevin Stobo interview. What a great guy, tremendous talent, and I look forward uh, to having Kevin on the show again so we can finish that chat. Too little time for that one. Too, too little time. Hey, on behalf of myself and the entire crew at Yuck Yucks, Mr. Mark Breslin, your executive producer, Kira Williams, and, of course, our webmaster, Camille Sarovi. I'm your host, Jake Hirsch, saying stick around. Till next time, we will see you then.